is this thing on? Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Essay Voice podcast. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Jared and Ellie, and we're going to be sharing some of our experiences with this whole online thing. So how have you guys been holding up? Would you like to go first? No, you go ahead, Jared. Well, it's definitely been a big change from what I'm used to going into class. Uh, for me, the hardest part is the social aspect, not seeing all my fellow students or the international students every day or having just those regular conversations in the hallway. So it's been a lot of adaptation on my part, but so far it's been pretty good. It's been quite hectic. Uh, the course load online is definitely difficult. So if your organization and time management skills aren't developed, it's, uh, it's definitely the best time to learn because right now it's quite crucial, I find. Yeah, same. The organization is hard, right? Like, I think we're all in the same boat where we have calendars with due dates. And, you know, and you're constantly changing it and trying to remind yourself, well, what do I have to do this week? And what do I, you know, try to stay on top of everything. One of the things that I've noticed hardest with online, so I'm in second year of the social service worker program. Um, so, when you're online and every class is basically the same experience as far as where you are, like you're in your home or you're in your room and you're at your computer and you don't have the same level of episodic memory where you could remember a teacher in front of the classroom and the person sitting beside you and, and kind of tie it into the lesson. You know what I mean? Like it, that's part of memory that we don't have. So I find learning in that environment is really different because every class just kind of blends together in this way. And especially if you have a, a course like ours where a lot of the content is similar between classes. I don't know, you probably have that too, Jared, where you're getting like similar information in the same class, in different classes. They, it can all just blend together in this big mash of information and trying to figure out what class was that from and when is that assignment due? That's what I'm finding the most challenging is wrapping my head around which class do I have to be at now and what's due and, and it just runs through my head constantly. So yeah. Specifically in my program, I find it's that's difficult for the first years because in first year we have our psychology and sociology classes and they're two separate entities and you can't use theories from one class in another. So a lot of kids are coming to me saying like they're getting choice theories confused with social theories and they're just like, well, we're failing tests because we can't differentiate what we learned when. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult. I've had my calendar kind of attached to me at the hip and the only way I'm able to tell some of my classes apart is by what color they're written in. Like um, some of the theories that I'm learning in project management are carrying over into accounting, carrying over into organizational behavior. And I am literally trying to just keep my professors straight at this point. <laughs> and then um, with the business program, I'm in the second year of the general one. So we're just switching over from 717, which was seven weeks of three classes, and then reading week, and then seven weeks of three classes. So we didn't have all of our classes at the same time, but now we do. So transitioning with that and with online, it's taken a lot to get used to having 20 assignments due in the same day for five different classes. But yeah, yeah it, it's been interesting. <laughs> It is, isn't it? It'll, 
I guess we'll look back on this and say like we were the cohort that survived COVID. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be starting school during all of this. Oh no. Jared, you mentioned your NRA this year. How have the first year students have you been finding? Still there? Yes. Yes, yes. The the resident uh Wi-Fi in Kingston is not the best, so sorry uh. for that. Oh no! Yeah. I I lived in Res last year. I completely understand. Yeah, so that's another struggle for me online. It's uh, every class uh, we have right now two hundred fifty kids in the building. At eight thirty in the morning, every single kid logs onto their computer and goes on a video call. Yeah. So it's it's just uh, the it fluctuates. Sometimes I'll go into class. Sometimes they won't let me. So it's running over to Calderwood or something and trying to go into a friend's house in my program and do it there. So that's something that I didn't expect to have to deal with and it didn't cross my mind. Yeah. Even this week with all our tests, we had kids that were doing their tests and their internet cut out. So when they refreshed it, their tests would like have already submitted and they didn't have a second chance to do it. So the teacher wouldn't let them finish it again. So I definitely think it's going to be, it's, there's a lot of different things that you have to account for and some stuff you can't prepare for and you just have to give it into God's hands and hope everything goes well. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that you guys would have bad internet in there either. I live in the country, so I expect it here. So there's been the odd time where I've rushed home for a class from someplace and I have no internet. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised that you're having that issue too. That's really brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of our teachers, they've decided to no longer do video. So none of the students have their video up and none of them, which kind of also takes away like the personable effect of going to college, which is one of the reasons I prefer college over university. It's more one-on-one, -on -one, but now you can't even see each other's faces. It's all texting through the chat. So I feel more like a number than anything at all this year. It's just my student number that I'm referred to as. And it's just we're communicating through emails. There's no like get to know your teacher at all. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely been like all you see. Every professor I think I've had just mentioned it. All you see is a bunch of initials on the page on Teams. And like maybe one or two people will turn their camera on when they talk. But other than that, like all you see is either the chat or just a sea of numbers and letters. So yeah, it definitely is not as personable. And like uh, you mentioned, like getting those conversations in the halls, it's not as easy to communicate, especially like with those classmates who you wouldn't like text or call or something on the weekends, but the ones that you'd only see in class, like you don't get to really talk to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that's been the hardest part for me is not seeing people. Uh, today, I know I got the email from Glenn about second semester uh, doing it with alternative delivery again. So that was a bit discouraging. But again, mm -hmm. trying to keep everyone safe. And I definitely think it's the best option to go through to make sure that we can minimize the damage that stage two has on the people of Kingston or in Canada in general. But it's just a bummer that there's so many people that are affected by this. Yeah, I got that email too. And I was like, oh, great. And then yeah. my sister has been trying to sort out her 
next semester too because she's doing her high school online and I swear I get feedback from her in every class like we're just looking at each other like okay what are you working on what are you working on <laughs> yeah and that's another thing being test online is a uh, a lot of chances for academic dishonesty like I know in group chats, you always have to be careful of what you say or what you ask because you don't want to start messaging people for questions and submitting similar things because no one wants to get caught with academic dishonesty or plagiarism, which is something that they're quite strict on this year because it's a difficult thing to avoid. It's very easy to do, but getting caught is uh, the, the consequences are tremendous. Yeah, it definitely makes it a lot harder too. like making sure you actually know the material because if you have a test online, you can just be looking at your notes while you're doing it. So you might not know the material as well as you would if you were doing it like in class. Yeah. Do you guys have voiceover PowerPoints as well this, this semester? A little um, bit. I've had a few, yeah. Yeah, right. so that's the main way the teachers are communicating through us with regards to lectures. The difficult thing about that is all our teachers are running different operating servers on their computers. So some teachers are not functional with other kids' laptops. So they either have to go and they either bought a new laptop or they have to go with a friend that has a laptop that can run that specific document. So just a lot of adjusting, I find. Yeah, that's tricky. Mm -hmm. Some of my courses are synchronous and some are asynchronous. I don't even know what that meant like <laughs> until the second week of school. <laughs> like I had to figure out okay when do I actually have to be online and attend a class like I'm there when everyone else is there and which classes can I you know be at work or something else and then go and watch it later because there's going to be a recording uh, and that was also a bit challenging of trying to figure out which ones do I actually have to be at okay I have to be at that one and that one and not I don't have to be at that one necessarily so so that's tricky too. And, and I found that that was never explained like synchronous and asynchronous. I didn't even know what those terms meant. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I just happened to find it in the learning plans, you know, how to figure out which ones were going to be synchronous and which ones weren't like that was, that was challenging. Mm -hmm. And yeah, figuring out that. like which ones you have really? to be actually on lectures for. Cause I know I have a couple classes there's one where you don't have to be on at all. Like it's completely just do the assignment and then like no contact with the professors or the students. And then there's another one where we have like, we only have to be online for tests. We don't have to like come to classes or anything. So that's definitely been hard, like with work schedules and everything as well, like trying to coordinate, okay, this class is scheduled for this long, but it only usually takes this long. So how long can I work for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so what like, about some benefits? Are there, are there any upsides to this whole thing for you guys? Um, <laughs> no. I, I like, live, well, I'm living in residence. I've been in residence for two years now. This is my first year as an RA. So it's quite nice not to have to walk to campus when it's raining or cold in the morning. I just get in bed over there and open up my laptop. I usually put the, I usually broadcast it to my TV and take notes on my laptop. So it's oh, much no. more relaxed. But then again, sometimes I find myself like dozing off in class. So, so taking away the commute to school, I find is a benefit that can help a lot of people, especially people that live in Kingston that are like traveling to school every day. It saves them quite a bit of time. 
Yeah, it's, it's a short walk between the school and residence, but I definitely don't miss the negative 25 degree weather walking between the two. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Um, I would say the biggest benefit for me would be just still getting to be able to do it. I know a couple of my professors have pointed out, like if this were like back in the 90s, we wouldn't be doing any of this. We wouldn't be able to do classes online or anything. And it would definitely be a whole different landscape. Oh, absolutely. And who knows where it's gonna lead? Like, how does this open up online learning? Like, is it gonna change the landscape of post-secondary education for the better maybe, right? So we'll have all these programs have now been developed so that they can be offered online. And, and would that eventually make them more affordable for people? I don't know. Um, if you had an option to do online versus in class, um, it might open up a whole bunch of possibilities that wouldn't have been otherwise, like we've been forced into this situation and everyone's just adapting, but I have to believe that there's something good that's gonna come out of that in the end. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking of. If, if we, everyone can do it online for some specific courses, you said, oh, it's impossible to teach it online, but this year we've been fighting that stigma for specific programs and being able to counteract it and do it online. So if we can make it more affordable, who knows what kids that weren't, didn't have the option like three years ago or five years ago to go to school because they couldn't afford it to do it online with the cheaper cost, no parking at school, no commute. It's, we could see a lot of new people that didn't have the opportunity to come to college or university have that chance. And for me, I think that would be an amazing thing to see. Yeah, even internationally, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could open it up yeah. in a really big way. Yeah. Once Elon Musk gets the, all the satellites up there and we have like better internet everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one, one of my professors actually didn't have Wi-Fi at his house. So uh, the IT from the school had to go and set him up with internet there so he could actually teach the class. So wow. it's also- Yeah, that happened with me has, too. We yeah, had no, uh, my elective, um, our professor was out in the country and she came on for like the first five minutes and then she just kept glitching out and then she's finally like okay we'll just pick this up next week yeah. Yeah. well it's the best that could happen i mean at least our programs aren't canceled i know i have friends that are at ubc or dalhousie and their programs are just done for the whole year so they do that or they a lot of schools they recommended kids defer for a year. Mm -hmm. I know that would set a lot of people back on their academic track. Yeah, especially with timing, like if you're doing multiple different programs or like a diploma to a degree thing, that would definitely like offset timing for that for sure. Yeah, yeah like that's what I'm going into right now with uh, police foundations with the bridge into law school after undergrad. And I was like, everything has to be very tightly done like there's time frames for every single program and credits so I was like I can't afford to not financially but I can't like I don't have the time to defer for a year because who knows what's going to happen mm -hmm. yeah so that's good that you're able to keep doing it yeah and living in residence gives you a whole nother perspective since we are all upper year students they came in with the intentions of having the college experience so it was quite demoralizing to see these kids super upset and sad about the regulations that Kingston has put in place that we enforce here in the building. 
like they can't have parties in their room or have friends over. So it's been very isolated here as well to maintain and flatten the wave. So hopefully that for them, I really wish that they could have that experience. And I hope that this year we can all try and do better than we did in the summer to minimize the wave. So next year they have the chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are some like skills that you guys have found you're taking out of all of this? Like, is there anything for like online learning that you think you'd be able to transfer over into the workforce? We have to wonder if something like this happens again and you end up having to work from home. I mean, all of this would be applicable to anyone working in a field where you would have to do teams meetings and, you know, cause the, the majority, I mean, majority of the people that I know are now at work, right? Doing online meetings, they're working from home. So having the experience when you're in school, I think is going to be good. Like that will transfer into something. Cause we don't know if there could, there could be pandemics. This could be a kind of a new normal thing. Um, you know, or any other reason why we have to kind of shut down the world and not go to work. So I think that there's a, there's an upside to that. And, and just the technology, right? Like having the experience, the hands-on experience with all the technology that I think that's transferable too. And, and it depends on, of course, the field that you're in. Um, but technology is ubiquitous now. So we're, we're all going to have to figure out how to deal with it and work with it. So mm -hmm. I mean, like, I like your idea, Jared, of like watching the TV, streaming your course to the TV and then working on your laptop. Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> that just, Definitely going to try that next yeah, week. Almost makes it fun, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> put it on a big screen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that there's some transferable skills here for sure. What about you? For me, definitely everything I do, I look on how I could apply it for like the police force or law, like you can have interviews with witnesses or stuff through Zoom meetings. If you can't see them, if they live too far away, it's more economical. It's eco-friendly. You don't have to waste gas and stuff. Also, my big thing is last year when I would email anyone or write a note, I would butter it up so much. Like there'd be an introduction of how my week went, asking about you and your family. And I've really learned how to write proper notes and memos, which can be applicable to work in a very like concise and efficient way like get the message across right away, still look super professional. And I think that's a big skill to have in this day and age with lots of emails going around and texts. It's still formal, but it's not wasting anyone's time. Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely those technological kind of skills will kind of come into play in the future. Like even when we all get back to face-to-face, -to -face, like you'll be able to use this, I'm sure somewhere in the workforce and kind of get that leg up on like the people who wouldn't have had all of this experience going through online classes and all that. So hopefully we'll be all able to be back in the classrooms together and be able to kind of apply those skills there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think it's been a rough start to the year, but I don't think it's going to be the end of us. I think we're all very, rigid and tough when it comes to this so we've been pushing through and like we're almost a quarter of the way done first semester so it's not that much longer to go until reading week and then we're halfway there yeah yeah i find the semester has gone by a lot faster than i thought i would mm -hmm. for sure yeah one thing i have trouble with is like 
the being so close to the school, having lots of the services closed, like the printing centers, copy centers, we use that often. The shack was the biggest one for me, mm. especially with the physical fitness aspect of our program. So that's pretty tough. So it's just adapting, going like to the YMCA now. Um, of course, this is what had to be done. So I'm not too upset by it. It's just the resources that I was used to that I no longer have. It's uh, It sucks not having it. So it's just, like I said, a lot of adaptation. Yeah. And I think it's going to make us more thankful for like the services once they open back up, like we'll be able to use them again and won't take them for granted as much, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope that this whole situation helps people prioritize their lives a little bit better mm -hmm. um, and realize what's important. And like you said, don't take things for granted and appreciate what we have because we do have a lot. Even now we still have a lot, but as things open up more and more, I hope that that sticks. I hope people start to appreciate things more because I yeah. think it's just human nature, right? To just take things for granted. Mm -hmm. Especially this summer, I like for the last 19 years, my parents have worked full time and yeah, they might get six weeks of vacation a year. So there's little breaks here and there, but now having like four months when they were all, when the work told them, okay, everyone like go home, they're basically forced onto vacation. So for me, it was super nice to reconnect with the family that I haven't really talked to in a while and yeah. get to go and catch up with the, my immediate family since I couldn't see my extended family. So it was nice to, it put into perspective what's important to me and I can live without seeing my friends every single day and just FaceTiming them, but getting to hang out with my family and like see my younger brother grow up over the summer was really fascinating for me. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Is there any like parting words or thoughts before we sign off for this episode? Just good luck. Hang in there. <laughs> We're all, we're all in it together. Yeah, as soon as I'm you sure. said that, I thought High School Musical, we're all in this together. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get through it. We will thrive, not just survive. So I'm looking forward to when we can all say this is done and hopefully go out for a drink together. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hopefully see each other soon in person. But for now, we're going to say... Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we'll get to see you in the next one. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Bye.